I'm digging deep for the footy this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. Let's, uh, let's do the show so we can get the fuck out. True. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy Thursday, happy payday, happy Friday, happy weekend, whatever the case may be. We happy to have you here. This is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the on the internet. The number one pretty alright podcast across from me. That's my guy. That's your guy. That's forever young eighty nine on the social medias where you put something other than your name in the boxes when you make an account. That's the motherfucking goddamn glue around here. We call him Elmer Young, but best and most importantly, we call him our motherfucking friend because that's our friend. What's going on, my guy? What's happening? Um, hey, what's going on? Um, you know, it's <laughs> hey. me. Yeah, it's me, the transparent guy here on the podcast. And I'm going to be transparent. You know, we just had mm. our, you know, I had the snack conversation oh. and now I'm in full-blown pie mode. But sometimes you got to snack through the high, man. I think I overdosed on <laughs> I think I overdid it on the drugs today. And I was just Whoa. a little bit too, I was just a little bit more high oh. than what I needed to be before I got here. So you I still had to, can uh, do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm still very capable. I smoke a lot, bro. Like I smoke a That's lot more than the average human. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 But sometimes the, the weed is a little, you know, a little bit stronger. Sometimes the weed gets right. ahead of me. I won't, I won't lie, but <laughs> not to digress too far into that. Well, my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States, that is a cat a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at catandcrunch.com. You can dip into the cereal shit, or you might just see a live feed of my nigga working out in the gym. You never know what you're going to get when you I'll go. I'll never there, do you that. Gotta, you got to go I there. Will to, ne- I can promise you I'll never do that. Go there to check it out. He could be lying right here on this podcast. He's on record <laughs> of lying be, a lot I on this podcast. Lie, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can also go over to youtube.com uh, slash dip and butter program where good luck um also this week i'm gonna go with because maybe he shares this um with me maybe he does not but um i was tired boss um you know the i don't, I don't know if it's to see i don't know what the fuck going on but it's been taking a hold of me but catch us at eyes tied boss uh forward slash dipped and butter program um but you can also catch my guy here most and more importantly each and every tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life on the dipped and butter program wherever podcast or place because that's where this one goes my nigga and yours was popping what would you say your go-to I'm a little too high snack is? Is it the fruit snacks? I know a lot of people that that favor the fruited snacks when they get in a high bag. And I wonder, like, I've always wondered, is it like a flavor to the tang situation that makes that so valuable? Or is it just like so, the chewiness and the solid? Could, what is it that makes fruit snacks so great when you we, have we a could go too- We could go several ways with this conversation, honestly. Um, because me personally, like, I like when I like... I like when I get shit, like when I might not have originally got shit. Like I remember being in the bar before I was supposed to be being in the bar and being like, uh-huh. what the fuck is these pretzels and nuts doing on the bar, man? Don't nobody want this shit. You know, this is an old, <laughs> older time, but like, man, nobody want that shit. But then as you get older, you understand that like drunk these people nuts food. are exactly what I need. Yeah. Like these are drunk people food. Like it's helping them soak in alcohol to drink more and do all types of shit. So like I'm a chips and pretzels type of nigga for real, for real. Pretzel rods or what are we talking um, you pretzel, know, it does get specific. Knots. Not not particularly pretzel rods, but I'm a traditional pretzel kind of guy or a pretzel stick 
you know, dude. Um, but you got to have it in combination with the chip. I think that's one of the greatest snacks on the planet Earth, chips and pretzels together. Um, let my wife tell it. It's because I really, really like pretzels. Me personally, I don't think I like pretzels that much, but I, but I do tend to eat them. Like, nigga, you are a pretzel nigga. You like, nah, bro, bro, I don't nah, love them I got that much. I got, nah, but I do got a real life problem, fam, because I like break out the onion rings and pretzels. It is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just weird like that, bro. Like, I got to... It's something about the flavor profiles, particularly it's really the ranch Doritos and the pretzels, fam. Like if you've pretzels never are tried those, for real. yeah. But if you've pretzels never tried the ranch Doritos, if you enjoy ranch Doritos with pretzels, like together as a snack, like I've never. It's really like a one chip to one pretzel ratio, depending on what you know kind of pretzel you're working with. I, I like, like what I'm hearing though. I ain't gonna lie, because lately I've been on like Cheez It makes a snack mix, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me let me tell you how I even got down this rabbit hole. Last time we was back uh, traveling home to Columbus. They served us the Southwest snack packs that they normally do. And they got rid of peanuts because every day they want too many more niggas dying on the plane and suing the <laughs> airline because right. they gave them peanuts. But the bag said peanuts. And I don't know why you ate them when you know you're allergic. But anywho, right. they switched over to these little snack packs that have like pretzels, cheese it Garlic chips. Yeah, with the little garlic. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I love them shits. Like my Those wife hates hard. them. She always like- hard. <laughs> She always like halfway wants to say no, I don't want them, and then I give her that look like you better get them and better slide them over. All right, and then she gives it to me because I'll eat my snack pack and take the other one. I'll ask for extra because I love them. Hell yeah! And finally, after my last trip trip back home, and now I'm like counting calories and shit, I happen to flip over the snack pack in the whole fucking Southwest Airlines bag. It's a hefty bag too. Like it's a good amount of snack in that in that pack. The whole bag was 90 fucking calories. And I was like, whoa, I need these at the crib. So, <laughs> so one started how do I my contact Southwest. Dog, on like I, my, my internet search began there. Like I'm Googling, <laughs> I'm on Reddit, I'm trying to find out who sells the, sells these and where did they come from? Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not the only one that's tried to find this information. Of so I only really found other people trying to find out who sells these snack packs. Where that's, is Southwest Airlines re- sourcing these from? That's one of the beauties of the internet, discovering that there, because I usually say that now when I think up something, I'd be like, you want to know what? I'm just going to ask the internet because I can't internet be the knows. only person to have thought about this. And then when you do those are golden ideas, but most of the time you can go to the internet and find somebody has already like put it out there into the world. Sometimes you can find just what you need, but a lot of times you will find people just talking about like, yo, what, where the fuck can where, I, where are we going to find the grand peanut butter and jelly crackers that they used to serve us at elementary school? Like mm-hmm. you're going to find a lot of that and bring, bring back chili willies. Yeah. Chili willies. Like it's certain shit. Like I went to special needs kid cookies out of the uh, welfare machine from independence. If you know, you know, <laughs> like, so I mostly stumbled on other people asking the same question as me. And then a lot of people saying, well, it's basically this, this, and this, and you can make your own. And I wasn't trying to hear that shit. Like I was really trying to <laughs> I wanted somebody to make them for me. So after a lot of extensive digging, I found out that the Cheez-It snack mix is basically what they sell. So I was like, mm, I don't really believe you, but I got $3 to try. You know what I mean? I'll go, buy, <laughs> I'll go buy a box from the store and I'll just make sure it's not right. And lo and behold, it's at least 95% correct, which is Bro, close enough for me. Ain't nothing wrong with a good experiment, especially when you got $3 to spend on a good experiment. $3. We can figure this out. Which brings me back around to how we even started this conversation and you and the mm-hmm. fruit snacks and the things when you were little that you mm-hmm. kind of couldn't have and then now you can't have, like... Bro, I, I don't know if this is a fat nigga thing or if this is like growing up, remembering your childhood thing, but maybe you can tell me what this leans on psychologically. 
I still very much remember the first time I had my own $5 bill and I was able to walk to my own grocery store and buy my own pack of fruit roll-ups. And that was pivotal. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a silly thing? Like, I still very much remember the moment I walked to that and I walked through those like sliding doors and I didn't have a parent with me and I picked up the fruit roll-ups and I walked to the counter. And I almost like remember the feeling of like, are they going to stop me at the register and ask for my parents? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the late 80s, early 90s was a crazy time. Like they even hear me say that, like, bro, you're retarded. Like there's no way they're going to stop you from spending your right. money. But you got to remember, like, this is like a different time. This was back when you could get beat by somebody that wasn't a relative of yours. So like, true. I, I very much feel like I had genuine reason to be like fearful of like, am I going to pull this off? Like, I know I have the money, but are they going to let me buy them? You know what I mean? So, it was like a big step for me as a kid to be able to walk all the way because the grocery store wasn't close. Walk all the way to the grocery store, get my own fruit roll-ups, buy them with my money, and then like I felt like I stole them when I walked out. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they let me get away with this. Like, I'm, I'm not even with my parents. So it was a whole big thing. But snacks are uh, snacks are interesting. Nah, for me it was it was probably the oatmeal cream pies. Like I don't I don't remember taking a specific trip to the store because the store was the corner store was right down the street, so we was always in and out of corner store doing. You can get you a twenty five cent joint. Yeah, you can always do that at any given time because, like you say, we come from the era where the snacks was really twenty five cents and fifty cents, and like you could really go in there and run up uh, a snack bag for five dollars, fam. You could come out two drinks, some some skittle. You can come out nice for five six bucks out of the store. So like. That wasn't my thing, but I definitely remember that. And then even when it come to like, my, I think my pretzel, my pretzel addiction. I think it's because I like um, any of the. I felt like I got it from like the hood stores when we grew up and shit. But like they used to have the little party snack mix that had all the shit in it, like the Doritos, the Frito, the Cheeto, the pretzels. Like it's you all get the shit. whole mix, and like that shit is live. So like I just adopted it to like the shit that I like as an adult, and it's usually ranch Doritos and pretzels is the win for me. Why would I pick when I could have them all in one bag? Like, why I would I, I pick? pick what I want? And then like they don't even. I haven't seen these on the shelf and I'm going to, I don't know if this is just me being a real nigga and like being nostalgic or being a fat nigga, like you said, but like I'm definitely have to order me um, a case. I've already looked it up of the, um, Della, the the mustard deli style Gardettos. I don't, I, I ain't seen them. Gardettos? On the What's a Gardetto? Yeah. What? what you, nigga, what? Are Gardetto? you kidding me? Gardetto? I don't even know what like genre of food this is. Like this could be lunch. This meat. is a it could snack, be chips. What bro. Is this? No, these are, these are the snack, you, the snack with the rye chip in it, bro. You know exactly what Gardettos is are. Is it like a Chex Mix or something? Yeah. It's everybody, okay. like some people love the rye chip and some people hate I like the rye a rye chip. chip. I know and people talk shit about the ride chip, but when I get it, come across it in the uh, in the cheese it mix, I'll be yeah, happy about that, it. But that, but that's bad. So to in reference, there's there's the Chex mix, and then there's like what would be the Andersons versions of the Chex mix. It oh, would be like Gardettos, and it costs like eighty nine ninety cents more. You know, it looks a little bit more elegant, but, but it's it has, all premier yeah, ingredients. It has the bread, you know what I'm saying? Little joints. It has the little garlic joints in there. It has the pretzels and um, it's something else in there, but like. Back in the day on the shelf at my corner store, they had a deli mustard style all pretzel bag of these motherfuckers, dog. So it's like three or four different types of pretzels in the bag with the and like fam, you eat so many of these shits, the shit be left on your your fingers be yellow after you done like <laughs> fucking with these, bro. And you gotta like lick that mustard. The, the mustard off, or you gotta go wash your hands, fam. Because if you touch anything or go commit a crime, your ass is going down. <laughs> You I'm gonna side with your wife. You really do like pretzels, bro. Like I I think <laughs> 
I think you need to take a moment and sit down and really like come to terms with how much you like pretzels. I've never said that I didn't like pretzels. I just don't like how much pretzel y'all putting on me. Pause. Nah, you got a lot of pretzel on you, bro. And That's I really want I you to come to terms like with that. that. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> you know what we need to talk about immediately right away? I'm mad at you. Mm. I'm mad at all our weekly listeners, the faithfuls, all of our day ones that have been supporting us since we was recording this thing on filthy microphones. Yeah. And this was barely listenable. And y'all stuck with us until we got the quality up. And y'all been rocking with us and love what we do. And we love having y'all around. I got to beef with y'all. I got to <laughs> beef with the niggas that poke in and poke out every three weeks. I got to beef with everybody that's been around this year. Okay. I'm mad at y'all's math. Because how could you listen to me say last week that I eat grapes every day and I eat cotton candy grapes and red grapes and black grapes and green grapes and purple grapes and all these grapes. And I've literally confessed to y'all that I eat these every day for lunch. And then three weeks ago, I came on here and told y'all how I'm scared to shit because I'm constipated. And none of y'all did that math and told me and sent an email to the show and said, hey, cat. If you eat too many grapes, you'll be constipated. Wow. How the fuck did I have to learn that from the internet and none of my family, friends, and listenership will pull me to the side and send an email and tell me that? And this is a bad thing about the internet because everybody on the internet thinks they're a doctor and you can just go to WebMD <laughs> and somebody should have like did that for you and came back and told you like, fam, it's the grapes that are causing you to not to be able to shit. But that's You're interesting. Though. I guess I would eat too many grapes. I guess I would have never known that. And like, I can imagine if you're eating fucking grapes that are like infused with cologne that <laughs> tastes like cotton candy, then <laughs> yeah, your bowels would definitely be fucked up. Well, what's so fucked up is I don't eat those that much. But like, when I did the research to find out like what the fuck was going on with me, and it was like, hey, dog, you can't eat grapes every day. Basically, is it? I got the thing in like, ba- <laughs> like, what fucked me up is. What the internet told me was, if you eat too many grapes, you'll A, either be constipated, or B, have explosive diarrhea. And it's just like, well, why is it only the two extremes? Like, I mean, there's only- If you were going to give me one, I feel like I crapped out, because give me the diarrhea. I'd rather have the diarrhea I mean, than the backed up boo-boo. Are you with me on that? Like, am I alone sounds, in that? It sounds like every other medicine commercial fam, there's either <laughs> diarrhea or constipation or death. Like the only thing that you were missing out of that was death. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I guess take the good and the bad when it comes to the grapes, I guess, just grape in moderation. Grapes of wrath or some shit, bro. Like it's insane. I thought I was like, it's crazy. Cause like you be doing the shit and you get on the diet and you're doing good and you're staying disciplined and you just, all you see is the upside. Until the downsides start coming in. Sure. <laughs> you realize like I haven't gotten any fiber in a month. I was about to say <laughs> how, like I'm not getting enough protein. How do you how do you contemplate that conversation with your doctor? Like I, now I'm gonna have to call my doctor and say, Hey, I'm doing great, still dropping pounds, but I can't shit now. So like <laughs> well, I think we need me. to have a different conversation. I think <laughs> I do feel like that's a possible thing. Like I've been on this shit so long. And sure, the results are fantastic and everybody's loving it, including the doctor, but it's just like when do I tell them that my beard hair is falling out and I can't take a shit? Like, when, when do I tell them that? Like, when is yeah, that conversation? Yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't know. But, you know, I guess we may... I, well, we didn't make Is he going to tell me to go to McDonald's? Uh, maybe. You need some... T- you might need some type of laxative or stool softener for sure to, 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 to run it up out of you. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, we talked last week about my wife being out of town. Mm-hmm. She went out of town for the 100-year anniversary of the Sigmas mm-hmm. and all 
All that I, was matter of fact, I'm glad you just said that, and I don't want to cut you off. How do you feel oh, about? Please cut me off. How do you feel about her? And I feel like I might have asked this before when we first covered this. How do you feel about those sorority covers being so closely related to that team up north? You know, I thought about that the first week she told me about it before she was even fully crossed, and she was telling me about it, and she was showing me the pictures, and I was seeing it was blue and gold. Now, first of all, I might be out of pocket for even bringing this up, but before as, as me a, and my as a Buckeye fan, does it like not it, a fan? Does not it, a fan. <laughs> fanatic. As a, as a Buckeye, fanatic. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> as a please, Buckeye, please. period. Like, yeah, not the, a choice. That does it like evoke that every time you see it, just like naturally without you even trying to like think about that because it does it for me every time that I see a it on. I'll be like, I'm because like, that shit is blue and gold. Like yeah. it ain't even. It ain't even like if you reach a little bit, it could remind you of Michigan. <laughs> it's Michigan as fuck. And, like. I'm going to tell you a little something that I might not need to be telling you, but fuck it, this is what we do, we podcast. Like, before me and my wife got married, she was a Michigan fan. Mm. I don't know that a lot of y'all know that about her. Oh, like, no. When we was first dating and she was in high school and everything, she was a Michigan fan. Like, that was something that we had to learn through dating and living together. Like, but was she You know a- when you first start dating a motherfucker and you start finding out what's going to work and what might ain't right. going to work? That now- was one of the things that might ain't going to work. Was she a true Michigan fan or was she a I hate you niggas so I like Michigan fan? If you ask her, she's a true Michigan fan. If you yeah. ask me, it's just defiance of your parents. Like I, I just feel like because her mom was a Buckeye and her dad was then was, was you know kind of indifferent but sided mm-hmm. with any Ohio team, then it's just the rebellious thing to do to go with the team that okay. you see your parents yelling at them. I don't think she really liked Michigan. Like, okay. She liked the idea. Of liking Michigan, I think. <laughs> if you ask her, she'll probably tell you something different. But this, For sure. this is me as a Buckeye. I'm a hater, so I'm going to hate on whether Indeed. or not she's a real fan or not. But like, I, I learned early on when we first was dating and shit and living together, which kind of swings me into another topic I want to talk about. So, we first started living together. We would watch the Buckeye games, and when I tell you and y'all, I'm not a Buckeye fan. Like, I'm a fanatic. I had to even like stop watching the game sometimes because it gets my blood pressure up and I get legit mad. Like mm-hmm. when the Buckeyes lose a big game, I don't want to go nowhere. I don't want to go get pizza no more. Like <laughs> I used to hate when the games would be on in the barbershop because it would fuck my cutting mood up. Like right. the Buckeyes is losing the game. They ain't got no bit. Like we losing to Indiana. <laughs> like don't come sit in my chair, bro. Like don't sit. You don't want to sit in my chair mm-hmm. if we're down 17 to Illinois in the second quarter, bro. Like, yeah, you just don't sure. want it. So I get very engulfed in it. So when we used to live together, she would do the little cutesy thing that girls do, like when Michigan would be up three points. She would be kind of gloating in the living room, not knowing, like, I'm getting legit mad. Like, this is not like a cutesy, like, oh, I'm going to wrestle you down and maybe we'll fuck. Like, no, I'm getting mad and I don't want to be in the living room no more. So I would watch the games in the basement because I just didn't (laughs) want to be around (laughs) you. Right, right. So... This was something that we kind of had to figure out in our dating life to where, like, once we got married, it was kind of a compromise thing. Like, listen, you come over to Ohio State, I don't really care about my NFL team. So at the time, I was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Mm-hmm. She's always been, she's a real Steelers fan. I'll give her that. Right. She's a real right. legit Steelers fan. I'll say, listen, I come over to Pittsburgh. If you come over to Ohio State and we can just be a house together because we do not need to be divided. This ain't fun <laughs> to me. So yeah, and then we, we made that deal, and we you can't know, hang that awkward ass flag outside of our home. I don't want that split flag. Like I think people that buy that split flag, flag, flag. <laughs> I meant flag. When people buy that split flag, I think they think it's cute in the store. But as soon as you like fly that bitch up the pole, you look like an idiot. It's like a joint Facebook account. 
It's like it's like the um the the two tone double sided Fubu jersey is what it looks I, like to me every time that I see those. it. Every time that I see it, exactly. And, what and I think let's about. be clear, I don't mind the one that fade from like blue to red, bottom to top, but the one that split down the middle and the yeah, five is blue awkward. and the zero is yellow. Throw those in the trash. Like I never <laughs> want to see those again. The five. Those are the worst. <laughs> those are the worst. I absolutely hate those. So yeah, like it, it's it's a rough go. But um, so she went on her trip in the Sigma thing and the blue and blue and gold colors and all of that. There's a couple of things that I want to talk about with this. And I want to be careful, and I need you to guide me and make sure I don't hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. You always do a good job, so I trust. Uh, I tr- I one try. is some of the stuff she was giving me on her trip. Of course, she would FaceTime me and text me and let me ha- know how things was going and keeping me up to date with how much fun she was having. It sounded like she had an excellent time. But there is one thing she taught me about that I absolutely had to write down and bring here to get your opinion on and to give my opinion on because I found this interesting. She said because she's in Sigma Gamma Rho, and that's amazing. And I love what she does. I've sung her praise on all of this many mm-hmm. times before, but there's something we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. She said to me over the phone at one point this week, hey, babe, you should be a Sigma gent. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Why did I make the same <laughs> the face, face you, you just made? made yeah. Said, I'm sorry, what? Before I even said, I'm sorry, what? She said, so, you should be a Sigma gent. Now, before she know- even defined what that was, Fam, I was about to say, you we know what that sounds like. That <laughs> Mr. First Husband, you want to be Mr. First Husband? You want to be the first Mr. First Husband? Babe, if you're listening, I did not feed him that. <laughs> I didn't tell him to say that. He took that right out of my mouth and my brain. Like That's a man thing. She didn't have to define She did not have to define it before I knew what it was. And she was like, Yeah, you know, all the husband of the Sigmas that might not be a part of an org, listen to this. They got T-shirts and they all get together when we're out here and they all go like, when we have meetings, they basically go play. No, no way, I don't want to. Like, I'm no, not disrespecting yeah, any no, of those gentlemen. Hey, I don't want to. I, 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 let's make that very clear. No, no disrespect. disrespect. None of those all am, respect to all of the Sigmas um, and I, Sigma gents. I can't but everything hold ain't for these, everybody. I can't hold none of these jokes in that I got right now. Please, so I'm not gonna please, lie. please go, go. Because I need <laughs> to get off of here. Because as soon, as soon as you said that, I imagined y'all and I know that this probably ain't them, but I automatically just see anybody who ain't like Q's. And even alphas, I put them in. But the only niggas I don't see with canes is Q's. So I automatically see y'all with white canes wrapped <laughs> in blue and yellow. Oh, What's your blue and yellow? Like, do y'all have y'all's own stroll? Do y'all stroll you in the line? Get a cane. Do, I do bet y'all you dance? Niggas, I bet you them niggas don't get canes. Are y'all shit, supposed bro. to dance? I think we're supposed And then what I explained to her Do they was, have a sign? Do y'all have y'all's own sign? No, I don't think they have. I think they're oh, just see, t-shirts printed. Now, see, now, now my brain purpose, is turning. I think now you need to go in there and to organize. Candy. I think you they're to supposed to just like walk their wives to the thing, look pretty, make sure their beard is fresh, take their wives to the thing, and then go mingle and find a corner where they can all stand and eat hors d'oeuvres while the women do their business. And props to all the women of the all the Divine Nine organizations. No disrespect to any Sigma gents out there, but everything ain't for everybody. I said, babe, I could never be a Sigma gent. She started laughing. She's like, why? I'm like, because I'm already part of an organization. She's like, no, you're not. You ain't part of no or You could be a Sigma gent. I said, babe, I've been at East Haven Pyro since 1995. You cannot recruit <laughs> you can't me. Take me. Yeah, I've been, I've been <laughs> gang a long time. You can't recruit me. You don't want me in this. I was like, now, knowing <laughs> how, how I am, 
you know I can't represent us, right? That's why when I go to these things with my wife, I be quiet. I don't turn on podcast cat. I don't make my personality big. I go find me a corner and I do what I'm supposed to do as a husband right. and be supportive right. because you don't want to be out there trying to outshine your wife in her moments. It's her moment. That's what you're supposed right. to do. Find yourself, sit down, shut the fuck up, be pretty, get her some ice if she needed help, help carry heavy shit. If you put me in a group with a bunch of other niggas and I find out six out of the seven of these niggas is all simps, now I'm going to start like, and this, I'm going to start acting I'm, out just so people don't think I'm, I'm like them. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of jokes here, but there's a lot of things to unpack as well. No disrespect. Like, I got to keep saying it. No disrespect. Uh, no, no disrespect, but reality is funny. So however it look is how I look at them. But like, how, how many niggas is it supposed to be in? Like, is all the niggas a part of this group or like it, it's select? Is there you a, have to, there's select. That's segments. what I'm saying. See, this is what I'm it's saying. It's, saying it. it's deep. worse. Yeah, it's getting too deep. It's getting way too deep. Babe. I like, like it. Why I'm supposed to, what if I don't feel like hanging with these niggas a day? Like you say, what if I meet these niggas God, one time? They're not as cool as I thought. See what I'm saying? Your like, brothers. that's too, yeah, y'all might as well start y'all's on fraternity. Like, <laughs> that's and what that's hard enough. Like. Bro, I, I say on here all the time, it's hard enough to make friends, regular friends as a grown-ass man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you're telling me I got to get along with these niggas because we have the same T-shirt, fam, everything just ain't for everybody, bro. Like, that's one of the things I cannot handle. Yeah, and then even, like, when you find your people, like, not to, to kind of, like, relate it a little bit, like, with the whole bowling league shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I probably would have stopped at League One had the people that I bowled with not been cool enough to like continue on to the second one and into the third one because I wouldn't have wanted to go through that again. Like, yeah, man, that shit's fucking awkward, bro. Like, I just go on my own accord and figure it out. And like, particularly being away from home, like that's how it is. Because like, even you can meet a new nigga back at the crib and like, no, we gonna have the opportunity to hang out because we both live here, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But like, I ain't from here. I ain't even trying to act like I'm from here. Like I live here and I love it here. But like, I ain't. But I want niggas to smell it on me that I'm not from here. At all, for twenty years from. Now I want niggas to be like, you ain't from here, huh? Absolutely not. Like, I'm just not built this way. So, like, it's that's a weird situation though, fam. Like, I'm not even gonna like, I don't know if I've ever even heard of that before. Like, as soon as you started saying it, like it just made me think about what it meant. Like, I did not have to define it, did I? But it just made me think about all of the years and like all the people and fraternities and sororities that I like. I've been a part of this shit my whole life for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? I guess I just never like even with my dad being a Q and like him and my mom going to events, like. Was that, was that a thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's it sounds fucking crazy to me, but it's it's it all sounds young and like clickish. I guess is really what it comes off in, sure, in like a sure. in like a major way. Because like you say, if it's a select group, like if it's nine babes and we've only selected five of the niggas to be a part of the gents, now what y'all gotta like dance battle with the other four that didn't make it in? Like it's too. I don't I don't like it. I do not I like, like it. I don't like and, it. And I, I can still I, walk, gotta, I can walk you in the function, kiss you on the cheek, and go to my seat by myself and eat my I, I meatballs at all. and celery and carrots all yeah, all dip of my the meatballs in the jelly. I, let's get it on. I don't care about all none that. of that, bro. I eat the trail mix, but I just and here's what I gotta ask you, <clears throat> honestly. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's like toxically masculine to think it's okay for like pops to be a Q and think it's fly that mom will come in with a Q barrette in her hair to like colored barrette in her hair to support pops and us be okay with all the women going in the corner and mingling while pops get a stroll on versus the opposite in the Sigma gents. All I had to do was say the two words together and both of us yeah. start like belly laughing from our stomachs. Nah, is because, that toxic or is and, it just and, like, nah, and again, because like I said, I don't know if it was like an actual group thing or whatever the case may be, but like for me, shit like that is fly. Like if we go into the Q event 
and you got on the goddamn uh, emerald and gold bracelet. You know what I'm saying? All the jewelry that you got on is like purple and gold. That's hard that's to hard. me because that's a fire accent. And on the flip side, like I'm gonna come with you. I'm gonna put on the blue shirt and the gold tie with the I'm a, I'm going to accentuate you in a way. But I'm I'm not I'm not going in the corner to uh, stroll with with the Sigma gents. I, um, I have legit went on Stock X before and looked up Laney. Laney High School colored Jordans to buy for when I accompany Donovan for her Sigma shit. And if, for those that don't know, Lane, all Laney colored Jordans are the basically like blue and Sigma mm-hmm. yellow colored Jordans. And I was going to buy myself some of those. They were absolutely too expensive on resale, but I was going to buy myself, you know, some Laney colored mm-hmm. shit. So when I accompany her to things, I can at least show up in colors. For sure. But being part of the like, sub-organization of Sigma Gents where, like, you got to be on an email list and get on the Facebook and group like, and find out where all the men are going to the dinosaur museum while all the women go to the banquet. I just can't like, be Again, like, shit like that is fly to me. Like, me and my wife particularly, like, if we going out to, like, hang out with the homies or do anything, like, nine times out of ten, you will catch me and my wife's outfit kind of accentuating each other or something. I like that. I'm with that. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the other day we went out, like, she had on this green dress. I had on fucking jean shorts and a black polo, but I had on the green shoes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, little small shit like that is kind of how we how we play off of it. And that that that's cool with me, for real, for real. I don't, but but I, I guess, again, it's just, it's it's levels to the shit, like I say, because if we, if if she come, if she come to the Dipped in Butter event and, you know what I'm saying, she she got on her black and white and she ready to ride, I'm gonna be like, gang, gang. You know it's what hard. I'm saying? Because I, w- I would do the same thing you know what I'm saying? If we if we pulling up to a root event, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, babe, shit, if we wear orange, then we got to wear the orange. Like, if you're going in the orange, babe, I'm going in the orange because I'm with you. Like, the and, that's just how, and that's just how I go down. But I don't got to be a part of the root husband's group when I get there <laughs> while you go mingle with the other insurance agents. Like, nah, it's, it's just hard to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I also know I told you that I pretty much had everything under control when she was out of town. And I did, bro. I... <laughs> I did. You, I had when everything. You start that way, it sounds rough. I want to let well, you know. I'm, like I'm, I'm just trying to tell you that nothing went wrong. Like I mean, you didn't alive. go to the emergency room yeah. this time. None of that happened. You're She's alive like, and we're potting, so that's how I know nothing went terribly wrong. Nothing went too wrong, but I will ask you a question. How do I phrase it? Okay, in the hierarchy of things that you have to get out of your house, if you see it in your house. Where does this rank? And I'll, I'll give you an example. If you see a spider, you just kind of step on that shit. You grab two squares of toilet paper. You f- grab it and flush it down the toilet, right? Mm-hmm. If you see a single ant, you kind of just flick it. If you see 30 ants, you call it an exterminator, obviously. But if you see a single ant, you kind of just flick it. It's not really an emergency. Kind of like the st- spider. I think spider goes above ant if you see it in the house, right? A mouse is an emergency. I think we can agree if you see a mouse or a rat, any kind of rodent in the house, that's an emergency. Like, I don't know how I'm going to catch this motherfucker, but I need to catch this motherfucker and get it out of here and find out what the fuck is going on, right? I don't know if above or below mouse or rat goes bird. I've had a bird stuck in our chimney before when we owned a home. Okay. And it wasn't necessarily in the house, but you could hear the bird banging around in the chimney every now and then trying to fly straight up, mm-hmm. which birds cannot do. So I mm-hmm. think we, over the maybe five to seven years we lived in that house in Denmark, we probably had 13 to 16 dead birds in our chimney, but that's neither here nor there. 
No, that that's here and everybody there, that's but... ever been to my house. I want y'all to listen closely. Bernie, all the Welches, all the Youngs, all the all of y'all that's ever been to our house in Denmark. Our basement that has the chimney had at least thirteen dead birds in it. I just want y'all to know wow. that before we go forward. Wow. Squirrels in the attic. I told you that story about us having uh-huh. squirrels in the attic. Now, this is all going somewhere. I'm just telling you there's a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So I can ask you where this lands in the hierarchy. I was putting, I was going in my daughter's room to get her a bathing suit because I decided, listen, I've had her in the house all week. I'm going to take her out the house today so my wife can be proud that I took her out the house. I'm going to take her down to the splash pad and let her splish splash around in the water. So I went mm-hmm. in her room to get a bathing suit. And you know when you see something out of your peripheral move, but you ain't sure if you saw something move because you're mm-hmm. like, but I don't see nothing actively. But I know I saw vibrations in the light. Okay. So I turned my head like, what the, f- did I just see something or I'm, am I about to pass out? <clears throat> Basically is where it started. Okay. And then my eyes zoomed again and there's about a three to four inch size lizard in my daughter's room. Okay. Now I ask you. Okay. Where is the hierarchy? Where does lizard land? And we both live southwest. So those of y'all that might be still back in Ohio, y'all know nothing about this. But how high of an emergency is it to get a lizard out of your house? Um so how do I, I want to figure that was a, it's a thinker, right? Cuz it ain't spider. Well, it's not and spider. It ain't it's not spider and it's not bat. It definitely lands. You gotta in get a bat there. out of here immediately. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I think I want to put it above mouse, though. I definitely think. So I you got to get it. a lizard out before a mouse, or you let a lizard stay before a mouse. I think you gotta. I think in movement you will. You would. I mean, you want to get the mouse out, and that's why I kind of want to put them on the same level. <laughs> but I feel like you can get a lizard out quicker than you can get a get get a mouse out of your home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And welcome to the Dipped and Butter program where we tell real <laughs> stories. So check this out. When we when we was back at the crib, we had the house that we lived over in fucking Black Lake Estates. You know what I'm saying? Round, round neighborhood where everybody fucking lived there. Yeah, you know I mean, um, like I say, renting this crib. And I'm trying to think. When did I forget when we moved in? But like shit was all, you know, shit was all good just a week ago, basically. You know what I'm saying? We lived at the crib. And then like we just noticed, you know, waking up in the morning, like that looked like mouse droppings on the on the counter like oh no yeah hmm. like we just started to notice like shit just wasn't these looking are dots. Right. these are black dots yeah like shit wasn't looking right and not particularly that like it was out eating nothing like because we, we wouldn't leave food out and shit like that you know what sure. i'm saying but like all right something's something's not right in here and it was one day you know we had already my wife had already had the suspicion and you know she had already kind of alerted me and then it was one day we were sitting in the living room and we were watching tv and I saw the mice run across the floor. Oh, no. That's my worst nightmare. We got a lot of mice in my town, bro. Like, because of so much nigga. nature, these are all field mice, and you will get them out here. And the only, and, and that and that was my second encounter with a mouse in my lifetime, bro. I remember one time when we was a kid, we had a mouse in the house. And I remember that being a whole moment in the crib. <laughs> the as whole far family as like, was in the house. Yeah, like, we were all involved in that. But, like, we sitting there, we watching TV. I see the mouse run across the floor. So I'm immediately like... <gasps> And my wife's like, got what, babe? And I was like, I just closed my eyes real tight. And I was like, <laughs> I saw it. And she was like, you saw it? And I was like, yes, exactly man. I was, I was, yeah. I was like, so like, because con- she knew that was me it. confirming like, yes, <laughs> there is a mouse 
in the fucking house. So we like, Jesus Christ. So like we immediately, so I look over at her and I'm like, all right, babe, you know what I'm saying? So she break her phone out. She get on Amazon. She grits, you know, she start ordering up the traps and shit. She like, they'll be here tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, bet. So like, and at this time, like I said, we had, we had the dog, we had my oldest dog and like he was still a puppy and shit. So I ain't, you know, I ain't putting that on him, but like he would be in the kitchen and shit. So like we get the traps fam. And like, I put the trap down. Um, and I, I feel like almost, almost first night we got, we got the mouse fam. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit. Like, whoo, that's a beauty. Like you want to know what? Just for shits and giggles. We're going to put it back down. You know what I'm saying? Just in, just, case. To, just in case, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to, you know, nigga, I shit you not. Safe than sorry. But I'm a skip, I'm a skip some parts before I go back. But by the time this is all said and done, I think we caught seven mice oh, no. out the crib. Um, and we found, and like I say, because after like two or three, now I got to start investigating what the fuck is going what on. What is happening? Where is this? So I discovered under the cabinets in the kitchen, which was basically nothing but like the baseboard, there was nothing behind there. They were getting in through like some side of vent, like some on the side of the house. And like there was a, there was always because the dump, big dumbass trees over there would always drop the leaves right on the side of the driveway. So it was basically burrowing in the leaves and like, being able to get in behind the fucking so you couldn't even in. see that there was a hole couldn't even see that there was a hole you know what i'm saying but like so they we ended up calling the one time they ended up like coming and closing it up but like by that time like what was in was in you know what i'm saying it was like a I hotel said, baby yeah, by the time we got to the end of it fam it was seven fucking man i remember like we would go to bed at night we would turn the lights off fam, and we lay down for 30 minutes and you would just hear and i'd be like there's another one like <laughs> and i was so glad i was so glad when those joints stopped so like sometimes when there and i say all of that to say sometimes when there's a mouse in the house you can't immediately get them out as fast as you want to get no. them out sometimes and, you got to wait the mouse out you got to lay traps for the mice you got to do you, all different you gotta you gotta make a plan yeah That's you had you absolutely have to um and like it's, it's it's bringing bad like it's, I'm going through the nightmare <laughs> all over again in my head. Yeah, you for sweating? Real, for real. Not that I'm thinking about it all over again, but like, bro, you—that's the yes. face I used to have when we had squirrels in our attic, bro. Swear and to that's God, what like, I'm saying, like when you have animals in your, it's stressful. And I'm glad you said that because that face you made when you was like Jesus Christ, when you was like, you know, I saw it and it was when I saw that there was a lizard. And the lizard was being still at that point because the lizard was exactly the same color as the carpet. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. Froze yeah. being still four inches long, and I'm like, fuck. Like I put on that stress face, like, all right, I don't know how I'm gonna get, catch this lizard and get inside of my daughter's room, but she cannot see it because my daughter comes to us with tears in her eyes when there's a fly in the living room. Oh, <laughs> like, man. oh yeah, my there's a fly look. in the living room. Like I swear to God, when she comes and gets us out of our bedroom because there's a fly in the living room where she's watching Disney Plus. It looks like somebody tried to lure her out of our apartment. She'd be looking so distraught. Like, I'm always like, what, baby, what? Like, she has tears in her eyes and she's shaking. And I always think, like, did somebody try to get her to open the front door from the window? Right. And she's like, there's a fly. There's something flying around the living room. And I'm like, babe, it cannot hurt you. It's just a fly. Don't you Dramatic as hell. So I'm like, if she sees that there's a lizard in her fucking bedroom she's going to shit a brick mm-hmm. i have to so i'm looking around her room nothing but barbies <laughs> toy furniture books there's nothing circular nothing in her it. room to catch this fucking lizard right so now i'm like and the door is open so i can't let it out the room because if it runs into the hallway then it's a wrap it's a wrap so i'm like the first plan of action has to be close the door even if the lizard is so small i can get under the door i have to at least try 
to keep containment on this lizard. So I reach over slowly and I close the door to try to not startle the beast. And I successfully was able to slowly close the door with the beast still in place. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, now I got to find some Tupperware in her room or something, a Mm shoebox, something to try to like, you know, put, put the like old school Bugs Bunny trap Mm -hmm. over top of the motherfucker. Right. And I'm looking, I can't find nothing, Wes. There's nothing in her room. She didn't leave a cereal bowl in this motherfucker. The one time her room wouldn't be clean <laughs> is when I need her to have left a fucking Captain Crunch bowl in here. Nothing, bro. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. Me and this lizard must have had a stare down for 50 to 75 seconds. Before I finally, like, I got to go to the kitchen and get a Tupperware and come back Don't and move. this lizard. Don't you move. Don't you move, buddy. Don't you move. I'll be right back. So I slowly leave the room, slowly close the door, run in the kitchen, grab a Tupperware bowl and a lid. This was an old gumbo bowl from Papa Do's. Mm-hmm. Bring it back in. The lizard's gone. Mm, of course. I turn on my flashlight to my iPhone 13 XR Pro Max, whatever the fuck the new shit is. And I get on my hands and knees. I look under the TV. No lizard. Look under the bed. No lizard. Look at the big mountainous pile of toys in the corner of a room. No lizard. Moral of the story is, it's somewhere in the house still. Uh, I have not told my wife or my daughter or Jaden. Nobody knows but me, you, and my (laughs) wife now in two and a half weeks when she listens to Right. She'll know there's there's a lizard in the house and we might not ever find it. Now, you might not, because y'all probably got the same type of, like, like you say, it's for, I know what type of lizard you talk about. We got the same ones out here. And, like, there was one that had got in one time in the baby's ass. They told me it was in my shoe. And, like, I checked all my shoes and I didn't see no fucking lizard. Now, one, I did catch in the house one day and I tried to scoot his ass out, but I accidentally ended up killing him. I don't know how that happened. Like, I tried to scoop him out. They're gentle. They're fast and gentle. Like, how could something move that fast? And be that fragile. It's like grabbing yeah. silly putty. But like this was one fam, and I felt like it had to be longer than four inches, fam. So we had just pulled back up to the crib the other day and we was coming in through the garage and like we was looking at something out front. I forget what the fuck we was doing. I think my wife was grabbing a package off the front door or something. And like as we were like go, I'm I'm facing like away from the garage, but like as we're about to turn back towards the garage, I hear something like moving in the garage. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, you know, it's but like like a big enough fam. So I'm like, yo, what the, what the, and like, it's so funny. Cause before, I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast, but one day, this was probably like a year and a half ago, fam. I'm sitting, I'm working at, at the front desk. You know, I work right in the front window and like, I see this dog walk past the front yard and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? But like, it goes behind my cars. And at this time I used to keep the garage door open a lot more. So I was like, well, man, I hope this dog don't go in the fucking garage. But I'm like, ain't no way. Like I ain't even tripping about it. So then my wife ends up coming downstairs like two hours later, fam. And she goes out. And she comes right back in the house and she goes, babe, there's a dog in the garage. And I was like, for real? She was like... <laughs> there's was a dog like, just yeah. in... And I yeah. can tell by the way she says it, it's like, there's not a dog passing by in and out of the... Like, no, there's a fam. dog that has set up camp. Dog. <laughs> dog had came in and was laid down on the floor in the garage because it was hot outside that day. So, like, I had the door up so it was shade in there. It was cool. Like, dog was, was in there chilling. chilling. So, when I came out and I opened the door, dog just got up and ran out and left out. We couldn't find the dog no more, but whatever. But, like, so when I seen this, I'm like, yo, that ain't another fucking dog. 
in this goddamn garage is because that's how aggressive the shit sounded, fam. And I happen to look over and fam, and this like you say, big four, five, six inch lizard. It's just yeah, I'm like, yo, fam, you have got to get out. And certainly it did. I think my wife caught a picture of it too, like on its way out the garage, because that motherfucker was huge. Like it was that you big, but it was big still moving fast. Does, when its body does the waddle Bro, thing when it's moving like that's that's, and, and that's how you it's know it's big, big when it was moving fast and you can still get a picture of it. Like, nah, fam, you're huge. Pause. You gotta get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know where this lizard is. And then like my first thought was like, okay, I'm clearly not gonna find it or catch it today. But is this gonna be a problem to where like cause it it felt big enough to me, and maybe I'm over exaggerating because I'm sure a lot of y'all have seen the footage of me killing the snake back home some years back. So I do panic <laughs> when it comes to animals in the house. But is this big enough to like stink when it inevitably dies in a corner of our house I, somewhere? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Is this so. something that I we can only think... find eight years from now when we move out and it's like, oh, there it was. <laughs> nah, and honestly, like, and I know, like, you know, you would think it would work reverse, but like, I just think, I think lizards are smart enough to find their way out of your home before they die. Yeah, like the, the crawl out of a vent, like you know what I'm saying. Get your ass out of here because being in here is not the environment that you need, bro. You need to go outside and blend in with shit. Don't blend in with nothing in here. You know what I'm saying? Or like that. But like I would, I would check shoes. Maybe you know, be be cautious of your shoes. And you know they <laughs> they are lizards, so there. they like the yeah, they like to the, you know climb walls and shit. So you know, maybe you'll find it. Maybe you won't. But again, I'm going <laughs> with you know, little Lizzie tried to get the fuck up out of there. And I was really, really mad at how brown the lizard was, and it was perfectly blending into my carpet. Like, it was supposed yeah. to be there. And fam, like, I'm ain't looking that at some, it like, God bro, damn, you look just like the carpet. But, and ain't that some shit when they told you all your life that lizards camouflage themselves, and you see and one, you're like, yeah, like, well, I'll be right, damned. <laughs> You'd be like, well, I'll be damned, nigga. You really? That nigga doing that shit, <laughs> that nigga really doing that lizard shit, bro. Like wow. when bears do bear shit, you be really yeah. like, cook. Like we get a lot of black bears out here. Bears really do bear shit. Like you'll see a bear, like really digging a trash can and like eat honey out that bitch. And you'll be like, look That's at you. Crazy. Like they you wouldn't really make that, that up shit. when they said you do that, bro. That's not. Y'all niggas like honey for real, cuz. Like this shit is insane. Uh, switching absolute gears and getting crazy because yeah. I want to make sure I talk to you about this, cuz. This struck me as important, and I really, really liked uh, what happened here. And I want to talk to you about it. So, okay, did it come across your desk at all? The uh, Lauren London and Angie Martinez interview. Um, it it did. Um, and I I have not had the chance to press play on it yet. Um, I honestly, and I I, I, only got a I know it's gonna be deep, but I was honestly turned off by the title. Um. Because I don't, for for a lot of reasons, I don't think I can articulate them as well as I want to right here. But like the whole Angie Martinez, we're all going to die, Lauren London interview. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Right See, now. I just caught a clip. Like for, I didn't catch the full, we're and, all going to die. And that, well, I'm, that's how it was titled, though. Like what sure. I saw from the Angie Martinez YouTube is how it was titled. And I was like, OK, I don't know if I'm ready to listen <laughs> to this yet. Because like if I'm, may, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I don't remember. But this is the first time we're hearing from Lauren London, isn't it? Yeah, like exclusive, like for real. Very, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. Like a commercial is one thing, but like talking directly about what mm-hmm. we've been wondering is on her mind. Yeah, this is the first time. Yeah. I feel, and I feel like she went and sat somewhere before, but I feel like it wasn't. It wasn't what this, this potentially is because because I haven't watched it, yet, so I don't know. And I really I, just I caught the clip of this. I didn't catch the whole thing. I caught okay. what we really came to hear. Like, how is she doing? What's her mind frame after losing mm-hmm. Nipsey? After mm-hmm. Will she ever date again? I know a lot of people ask that question. And she kind of addressed all of that. And first of all, I want to say that I kind of want to give her the dub of the week, bro. Like, I really felt her and where she was coming from on a lot of this shit. And she just really, like, 
she impressed me with her ability to process, articulate, and speak to realism in her and Nipsey's relationship. And I'll mm-hmm. explain. Angie Martinez basically kind of prefaced the whole dating thing. Like, you know, you can answer this, but we can completely delete the question if you don't want to answer it. It's totally up to you and your comfortability. But she asked her like, you know, what does it look like after these years and Nipsey being passed? And, you know, what does potential finding love for you look like if you feel like answering? She was just like, I don't mind answering. And she kind of started with like, for what? You know what I mean? Like, love for what? Like, you know, Nipsey was everything for me, and I think a lot of y'all get that. Um, She's like, basically her answer was like, I'm not out there chasing it. If it happens, is one thing, but I'm not out there looking Mm -hmm. for a relationship. I'm not out there looking for love or seeking anybody. She really kind of like went on a tangent, which I really appreciated because Angie Martinez kind of like spoke for Twitter and Instagram and the internet and saying like, you know, y'all are goals. Like you and Nipsey was goals and we was as heartbreak broken for you when he passed as you potentially was. And, you know, when we think Lauren London and Nipsey, we always think like the photos they took at the Rock Nation brunch with, you know, her on and white on the horse and him standing there looking regal. And that's kind of what's burned into the culture's mind when we think Nipsey and Lauren London. We think of them as this, this royal and regal example, example of pure, untouched, white sand-type love. And Lauren London basically, like, really got in her bag and explaining, like, that ain't it, because, like, you got to understand, like, she what the biggest thing that she talked about that I really appreciated was ego. She talked mm-hmm. a lot about ego and how Ego really played a big part in some of the rough patches in her and his relationship because as much as Nipsey was respected and revered in our culture, Lauren London was new-new. And he knew that when he met her. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So they both was like, I'm that nigga coming in. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So she kind of had to like learn a lot of, you know, Nipsey don't just belong to me. You know what I'm saying? And that was something that maybe she didn't know when they was dating actively, but that's something she had to learn in his passing and in his later Mm -hmm. years, you know, and processing and mourning. Like, you know, everybody's going to say what Nipsey meant to them and speak on behalf of Nipsey and what Nipsey would have wanted. And niggas going to throw their quotes in the air. You know, this, this is how people mourn. And I'm sure there was probably a hurt place in her heart where it's just like, bitch ass nigga don't speak on my man. Like you don't know if he would have co-signed this fuck shit or not. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure a lot of people go through that when it comes to losing somebody that's close to them and being hurt. Right. And she kind of had, was explaining how she had to learn how to deal with ego and learning how to process the fact that Nipsey don't just belong to her. Like he is not her being to control or to own. And she wasn't his, you know what I mean? So You know, and all of that, like a lot of people thinking that they were just this perfect couple. And she was like, they absolutely wasn't. But what she said, like, what I can tell y'all is that we were absolute genuine in our love. And that meant there was fighting and that there was imperfect Mm -hmm. moments and stuff like that. And it just, to me, it was really refreshing because, you know, the internet gets so fucking engulfed and they love to romanticize these quote unquote perfect relationships that they see on the internet. But that perfect comes with, the fights and the mads and the passive aggressive beefs and all of that, like ain't no fucking 
we both got on Jordans, but mine's is just GS size. And mm-hmm. we took a picture of our feet next to the beach and that's goals. Like, nah, nigga, like to get to that picture on a beach, we had to beef over who was saving the money up and where it was going to come from mm-hmm. before we even got to fucking sandals. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it just was really refreshing to me. And I wanted to give her the dub here and talk to you about it because it's like in a world where this is getting seen and heard less and less and less the reality of what relationships are. It was good to hear Lauren London, somebody that I'm sure the internet absolutely praises for her relationship with Nipsey. Stop everybody and say, Hey y'all, it's not healthy to do this. Like this is not what real good relationships are. I mean, that's honorable for sure. You know what I'm saying? To the, from a, you know, a theme here, another bad thing about the internet um, is like you say, all they see is that goals part and they don't understand that there's so, there's so many building blocks before you get to even the aesthetic of looking like relationship goals. You know what I'm saying? To, to some people, cause even like, I'm not putting us on that pedestal, but like if somebody looks at me and my wife as oh, that's the relationship that I want. Well, there's a lot of shit that comes well, along you? with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do, but like, are you not even do like you might like, and that's cool, but mm-hmm. are you willing to do the work that it takes to get to this point? You know right, what I'm saying? Because right. shit ain't, it ain't, it ain't always been great days and great nights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you gotta go through some shit to get to some shit. Like, and if you not kind of compare it to like if you see somebody on the internet with abs and it's like man I want those abs and it's mm-hmm. like well do you because I got to do a lot of shit to get these shit it's a lot. lot of shit that I don't get to enjoy that you get to enjoy so I can have these shit yeah. so do you really want it you know it's what great, I mean yeah like, a, gr- a great idea could be a great idea you don't have to say that that's what you want you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or some some good could be something good and you can go and build your own thing versus looking at somebody else like relationship goes because again like there's a lot of there's a lot of reality behind just what you see as relationship goes like you motherfucker and like a lot, a lot of people are, I, I think I was listening to somebody else and they touched on that but like going to a function or having to be out with your significant other while y'all are like inside of an active beef and like if y'all are tight enough a motherfucker might not never know but like just to you know kind of put it on subject of uh hustling in Lauren London like they could have been arguing before that bitch mounted that horse and they took that picture. <laughs> Dog, you know they could have literally been at each other, but like we can't reschedule like, this photo shoot and Rock he, Nation Brunch only have these once a year, so get the fuck on the horse and shut up. literally could have said, get your dumb ass on this fucking horse so we can take this picture. Oh, and turn and like, because they not smiling in that picture, so like go back you and look gotta, at the picture that's now. The, that's the artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like that backstory now. is beautiful though. Yeah, like that's how it be sometimes. Like for point blank period, so like yeah, that that that's a. I mean, it's it's honorable of her, and I guess that's um, I guess it's on brand for her, and I guess what she's trying to do, like since he passed, and like even I, I don't even know how to word it correctly, but like to, I, I guess just to shed some reality on the situation is is cool. I guess like it's not it's not particularly a deterrent, but it's a it's a um it's more so a testament to like yo get real about some shit like yeah. you gonna do some shit really do some shit not just for a fucking internet photo so like that's cool and don't do it on the surface level like understand that there's commitment mm-hmm. to this yes like if you really want this shit that you say you want like it's gonna take work like anything else if you want the mm-hmm. career you say you want that's gonna take work if you want the man in a relationship that you say you want that's gonna take work too and it's not gonna always be fucking picture perfect like some of this shit was hard and i just kind of appreciated like her coming out and saying yeah for sure she really could have let that shit just linger and everybody just had it made up in their mind that they never beefed about nothing it's like no this is not true and it's not new it's not true for anybody you know what i'm saying it's just not true for nobody for sure uh, i'm gonna press play on it when i get a chance <laughs> just maybe not the whole thing just catch just nah, the her talking know. about never quit. we'll see i ain't caught the whole thing yet. let's talk about beef bro i was <laughs> watching so 
I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to be honest about this or lie. I'll, I'll be honest. So part of my whole like regimen thing is like I watch I watch fat people on YouTube, right? <laughs> so I watch fat people on YouTube because it helps keep me in check because it's like I don't ever want to get fat like that again. So I keep it on for me as a reminder to make the right choices and do the right thing and get up and go to, to the gym, shit like that, right? Let so me, let me ask you what you searched to get fat people. <laughs> <laughs> let me, I'm going to dig into this a little bit. Well, it was a trickle. It was a trickle because like I started with like, there's this one guy, I think I told you about it before. There's this guy that like does food reviews and mm-hmm. he's just so gross, bro. Like when he's talking, he's like spitting everywhere. And he's always mm-hmm. eating in his car and he's like dropping burrito down his shirt as he's like telling you everything tastes like a 10 out of 10. And mm-hmm. it's just so disgusting that me and my wife just watch it and laugh. Like this nigga is a maniac. And it just reminds me like, I don't need those Oreos. You know what I'm saying? So it keeps right. me on track. Right. And I don't know if that's mean or not, but I'm just being honest with y'all or maybe I'm lying, but I'm probably being honest. So I bring that up to say, as you watch one thing, you know how the algorithm is. It feeds you another and another. And the next thing you know, your whole YouTube is filled with mukbangs and fat. Yeah, people. absolutely. Yo, that that is <laughs> that is so I don't even Why please does remember. That like remember, that? but like that is such a decision when something new comes up in your feed, like yo, don't want to click on this type of Because if you click I'm about it again, to get seven you're more what they're asking. Yeah, you. I'm yeah. getting seven more of these and like it take it'd be a dumbass title that gets your attention. You'd be like, Y'all caught a three hundred and fifty pound fish. Well, I've got to see what this looks like. <laughs> I've got to see how this fish Swear works. to God, that's how it be, bro. If you click it, before you click it the second time, you stop and think like, now nah, if I do this, they're going to keep I'm, giving I'm me these. And now I'm subscribed and to a fucking deep sea fishing goddamn YouTube page. Like, it's ridiculous. So now I'm on deep fry fishing. Like, I'm stuck in deep fry fishing at this point. So the point I'm getting to is they fed me like the the my 600 pound life shit after that and the thousand pound sisters and Mm -hmm. they started feeding me clips of the show thousand pound best friends, which I seen on the commercials before it came out. And I remember turning to my wife and saying, I turned to my wife, Wes, and I turned and looked at her and I said, there's no fucking way we're watching this shit. Cause we watch a lot of TLC, (laughs) a lot of TLC. We watch 90 day fiance. Y'all know that we watch married at first sight. We watch all of that shit. But when they showed thousand pound best friends after thousand pound sisters and six hundred yeah. pound life, I turned to my wife when I when they first talked about premiering the show, and I turned to her and I said, "There's just no fucking way I'm watching that show." But now I'm watching this show. Yeah, that meant you were gonna watch it when you said that. I, I, when I said it, I genuinely thought I bro, wasn't going to. Bro, just admit you love TLC. Period. I love TLC. I will admit that. But <laughs> you gotta have some boundaries. Now I will not watch. The family Chantel, but that's just where it's Hey, like. but hold on. Can we can we speak on the family Chantel for a sure. hot second though, fam? I remember Please. watching I remember watching that season, the 90 Day Fiance in real time. And every time he too. said the family Chantel, Chantel, it was a thing. And it was yeah, hilarious. We used to so, sing it before the show came out. We used to sing that in this house. So, like, the family, the Chantel. Yeah, bro. So so when they came, so when they gave them the little spin-off show, bro. And my wife told me that's what they named it. I said, you're shitting me. She was like, was no, like, I said, somebody so TLC at TLC needs a raise, bro. I said, because that's a gym that nobody thing. pawned. They didn't drop it. They put that one in a glass case. I said the same thing. Somebody needed a promotion. Said, this is the, I said, the no fucking way they Chantel. named it the family Chantel. Like that, somebody was doing great work at TLC Chef's on kiss. that one. Chef's Absolutely. kiss the title in that show. <laughs> but like the, 
a thousand pound best friends, right? So I, yeah. I get engulfed in watching it because my wife's out of town. I can't watch none of the shows we care about because I got to wait on them. We can't watch them. I'm so far behind 90 Day Fiance because you've been busy with school and out of town, whatever. Watching thousand pound best friends, I'm getting to the point. Mm-hmm. They had an episode where all the fat ladies went mm-hmm. back to a staged high school reunion. It's fake <laughs> as fuck because there's like six people in the gym, in the gymnasium, and one of the six people happened to be an ex boyfriend of one of the fat girls. And, so why are, and I'm just why like, are all these lights and boom mics in here? Like, y'all this already isn't real. told me that only two of y'all even went to school together, and all four of y'all went. Like, this yeah. is did y'all forget y'all told me already? It's awkward. Y'all already told me only two of y'all went to school together. <laughs> the black girl don't even know none of these bitches. Like, so y'all all went to the reunion, whatever. I'll take whatever. it, whatever. Right. But that's not even the point of why I brought it up. I brought it up because one of the girls had this whole, like, hang-up, and she's very self-conscious about not just fat, but she lost a lot of fat, so now she's got a lot of loose skin, and she's got a lot of hangers at her knees. Like, her knees have these big, like, bulbouses, like, sacks hanging from the inside of her knees. Yeah. And she's... Yeah. It's not funny because I think she's a sweetheart, and I like really hate that she has this going on. I'm terrified. See, of that, but that's it. And I don't. I'm I don't so be, scared. Of having I don't want to be mean guy 101 here. But why? Why the truth can't be the truth, even if somebody's nice. She's nice, and her knees are disgusting. Is that what you, two oh, things can be true? Knees. But she knows that, and I I right. pray for her surgeries. But anyway. So she was telling the cameras and us and the viewing audience about like this guy that she dated back in high school that she was really just in love with and come to find out he was like fucking all the girls in school and he had a (laughs) bunch of bitches and he didn't really care about her. Like she basically was like, before she even went, was getting all worked up. Like, I just can't see him there. I just cannot have him be there. And as soon as she said it for the second time, you just kind of roll your eyes like, he's going to be going to be about you know what i'm saying so <laughs> she's all hung up so as they walk in the gym there's only three people in the motherfucker and he's one of the three so she's like oh my god get me out of here get me out of here i just cannot deal with this and i'm thinking to myself like bitch you're 36 you've been out of school for damn near 20 years right. like you don't think that there's a possibility and the black girl brought this up she's like well you don't think there's a possibility that maybe he's changed and grown and maybe he feels sorry for how he treated you and the other fat bitches all just laugh like, ha, 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 man, you don't change. <laughs> and I got like disgusted. Like, why the fuck is this so acceptable to just like shit on men and just be? But anyway, she had a conversation with the dude. He like, they kind of talked her into like, you need to go over there and talk to him because maybe he'll apologize to you. And I'm just like, well, why would he need to? He's a fucking kid at the time. But they go over there, they have the scripted conversation where he basically apologizes and say he was selfish back then and he had no right to Bro, treat like why that do that. Why do scripted reality TV, they must like have trademarked or copy written like certain camera angles. Like the, the angles oh. that they use don't even be real. Like how did they- Who sits did, like this? <laughs> they set up camp 12 feet behind you perfectly off to like a 45 degree angle. Y'all sat right at a circular table, but only sat in a half circle. <laughs> Y'all left all the space on the- Whatever. <laughs> y'all sat in a half circle so we could see all y'all's faces in one shot. Got it. But they have the conversation. He apologized and everything. And you know what this fucking fat bitch had the nerve to say? And she's a sweetheart. And I hate calling her a fat bitch. She was, she was a fat bitch in this moment. <laughs> as soon as he, after he apologized and all of that, like he actually kind of gave her like a fake hit on, like he hit on her fake after he apologized and she accepted and everything. And he was like, well, you know, you look really nice tonight, today. And I just want to know I'm throwing my hat in the ring. And she was like, no, thank you. And then she like got in the fucking confessional later and was Bro. talking about like, ew, could, did y'all hear him actually hit on me? And then she got to talking about like, I need to stop letting people have power over how I feel about myself. And I just was threw my hands in there like, 
Bitch, your friend's been telling you that for four weeks of the show. You need to stop being so self-conscious. And it took for the guy that allegedly you don't give a fuck about to compliment you and fake hit on you for now you you have the power you need to say fuck niggas. I like, give, why? Why? I want to give another shout out to the show producers and editors because whoever immediately places their confessional scene right after a scene when something happens, because I can already I can already see that going down and then them shooting to the dude with like a with it, with his tie like half undone while he's like sweating and red and shit going like man I just I've think had, she looks really nice. I've had, a, I've had enough of the fruit punch here tonight, man. I just you know wanted to see what I could do. But like he says it real low into the camera, like yeah. I would have fucked that fat bitch if you to let me. That's what I'm saying. Like whoever started doing like that immediately afterwards, he'd be like, I mean, she was taking me. I didn't really give a shit, but I would I definitely would have fucked that fat bitch tonight. Man. Then so, you see him walk off camera and head yeah. toward another group of bitches. <laughs> It's just, it's insane to me. And I know this is scripted television and none of it's real, but it's only not real until it is real, right? You know what I'm saying? And I kind of wanted to talk about not just with her and this situation, but just in general, like, what's your opinion on people that hold on to like high school wrongs and high school beefs and like, oh, this person did me wrong when we was high school dating and they're just going to be a piece of shit for the rest of their life. Like, to me, my mind goes like these motherfuckers were seventeen and below. Like they, we were all kids yeah. just trying to figure it out. Like, how long are you gonna hang on to that? Like my, I, I don't, I don't think I have anything with anybody from that long because, like, particularly like the the niggas that I hung out then with, like I still have a relationship with now. Um, and anything that we went through then, we kind of went through at that moment and kind of like been through that and got through that and came out on the other side of that. And it is what it is for, you know, whoever it is at this point. But like, ain't nobody holding on to nothing from high school. Like, and that's, and like, again, that's what, like, we was like 17 and under, fam. So what the fuck am I going to be beefing with you about, especially 16 years later? Like, that shit makes absolutely zero sense. Like, we would have had to have had a relationship past and outside of high school in order for me to have any type of beef with you for real for real but then like that that shit ain't fucking worth it fam like i and then not for nothing fam it'd be people i'd be looking i'd be like damn i went to school with you like i don't even be remembering like because <laughs> again it's 16 years later people it's a lot some people look totally different some people look the same just twice the size you know what i'm saying they got that that thick adult on them now like and some people you just don't recognize or you might have to refamiliarize yourself with a name. Cause that's another thing, fam, I thought about the other day. Like people that I actually do know in real life, because you don't like represent yourself by your real name for whatever reason. Like I don't remember what your real fucking name is now because you're whoever the hell you think you right, are on the internet. Because you're, you're your alias. Yeah, you're fucking Lola Monroe. Like I don't know who that is. Like what is your name? Your last name is Williams. I know that. Like I don't want I don't I'm too early to be telling people now, what's your name, baby? I know your last name. It's Seagram's, but what's your first name? Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. It gets weird, man. But it's it's like, it's weird, but I also understand it a little bit because like high school is such formative years and a lot of the shit that does happen to you in those four years can play a big part into who you become as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. But only does it become a problem if you stop growing as an adult. You know what I'm saying? True. Like if you stop growing... Once you walk across that stage and that just is who you is, Benito, and that's it. That's the only way it's a problem for me. But after you walk that stage and you in your 20s and you out here and you get your first apartment and all of that, like those also should be moments of growth. So as long as you continue to grow, I don't feel like you should be held super, super accountable for the mistakes you make in your teenage years. It's only when if you're still that same person, then you probably a dick. 
I tell you, it was so funny one time. This is not a shot to anybody particularly, but a situation I was dealing with one time. Um, and I, I think I might have been talking to my cousin or whoever I was talking to, and they just dropped a gem on me about it. And they were like, you know, bet. And, and of course, I, again, I don't want to disrespect anybody. It has nothing to do with anything in the grand scheme of things. No, no disrespect to the same yeah. agents. Well, not yeah, it don't box nobody in, but like, you know, sharing a story that, you know, this person hadn't completed high school or whatever the case may be. And like that person really was like, well, there's the issue right there. You know what I'm saying? Like they're still stuck in that mindset. And then when they dropped that on me and I was like, well, yeah, you still you still thinking when you was 15, you still using that same brain because you didn't develop anywhere beyond that. And you haven't really tried to put the, the, the work into that. So, yeah, at 28 and 29 and 30, you still act like a 15 year old. And I can't because I've done so much more. Like you say, I walked the stage and then I just kept like growing and evolving and leveling up and shit. I'm not stuck there no more. So I don't even understand the shit that you comprehend on a 15 year old level right now because I'm I'm way past that. So like. That that's something to be said, and you know, even another situation in my life, like I feel like that person is in the same situation, and dealing with them is absolutely like dealing with a teenager, and you are two times my age, so that's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So, but like, it's it's a real thing. Like people, wherever people mentally stop growing, at is where they stay at. And it, and it's a thing, and it's like <clears throat> I think you're saying the same thing as I'm saying. It's like. You don't even speak on it to be like talking down on somebody, no. but it is a thing that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, be, it's a thing and, and that because, happens. And I feel like I'm much more educated in the years that I've not been in school versus all the time that I spent in school. Like, I just feel it's like I've job picked training. up. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like in, in a sense, but like, I just feel like I've I've had so much conversation with myself, with other people. Like, I respect perspective and opinion and, you know, I just feel like I've learned so much more versus sit down and read pages one through 19 look, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Like, it's more- I kind of look at it like this. Like, when you get a new job, you spend the first day, day to three days on the computer, reading the manual- getting the policy, you know what I'm saying? Like going through, clicking the video, watching the video, click the five questions to make sure you understood the video and all of that's well and good. But you really do the heavy learning in your first couple of weeks actively on the job, on the Walmart uh, fucking warehouse floor, Mm -hmm. actually doing the job. You learn way more in those first couple of days than you did in however much training they gave you because it's, they give you the the tools initially, which is high school is, but then you take those tools and you go to perform on field training, which is the real world. And that's when you really like should be doing the bulk of your learning is between 18 and like 25. Maybe, maybe we'll have another talk about high school on a different day, but what did high school really teach you? Like you got more out of like kicking it with your friends and like hanging with your homies than you probably class actually wise, being out of school. Yeah. Class wise, there, there was a couple of classes I will say that taught me real shit in real life. Like, which well, was, I think, Deca, like, but I took a business mm-hmm. management class mm-hmm. that I still draw from to this day. Well, that, and that's that, what I was about yes. to say. I think I think high school is really where you like and literature. Under, I think high school is where you understand your interest. I think like mm-hmm. middle school, like, you what am get some I of that into? base. What am I into? But then, like for me, like high school music and math. You know what I'm saying? Like them was my two things. Like all right, let's figure it out from here. And then like of you know out, out but again like the 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 education that I've gotten outside of that like leads me more down a business path and I've always you know thought thought about that like when it came to schooling as well but like it's just so many different things that you can learn out here and you don't got to be boxed in but you know niggas need got to get out here yeah got to get out here. speaking speaking of getting out of here this is my last thing for you before we get the fuck out of here uh I got out the crib I think in like 2001 2002ish Mm-hmm. when me and uh, Donovan first got our first apartment. We moved out, we gathered our shit. And an interesting thing kind of came across my mind. Like, we came up in the era where 
You knew you first got your first crib when you went to Spencer's and you bought a neon poster and framed it and put it in your living room. And you got like a leather love seat and put it underneath that poster. And that was like kind of everybody's first furniture, right? Like a love seat and a poster from Spencer's and you threw it in the frame and you really felt like you was doing it. Like, did you come up in that era first moving out where you had to like go get a framed poster of like, the old fifties nigga smoking weed and he's like, ah, I got my own place. Um, I can put whatever I want. Nah, but I'm I'm definitely a part of the Harbor Freight era of moving out. You know what I'm saying? Once you once you leave, you go over to Harbor Freight and mm-hmm. see what's on special. See if you can spend six hundred and get a whole living room set one time yeah, for the one cheap time. Ass about the break cheap shit. ass. You can get a couch, some tables, and all at six eight hundred. Got to get a dining room set with a glass all of glass that. table glass top. You know it. <laughs> you got to have you the syrup kit all over Columbus. that bitch. <laughs> You got to have the kid, but now I'm trying to think what else did we have to have when I moved out? Um, like I say, de- definitely going over to Harbor Freight or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was anything else. Like I was, I think I was just more so excited about moving out to like smoking the crib. Like, man, that going outside. <laughs> you on the milk crate that's what that meant. Man, what? Hell yeah. We got to have somewhere where I can smoke in the house. I ain't going outside no more. I pay up in here. That shit is so crazy how like you think. You you think you want or you think you get to have shit a certain type of way because fan that was all like I say my apartment that I had other chicks that I might have lived with like I smoke in the house. How long did that last for you before you was like all right I got to stop smoking in the house? Oh no, if it was up to me, like you smoke in the cave now, right? Like in the the garage. There is yeah, there's a garage here that I have to smoke in. But that's what I was just about to say. Like now, like my my wife don't let me smoke in the house, and ain't that tough bravado? (laughs) I'm smoking smoking in the house, shit. Yeah, like but. Because of like the layout of the house, like there's there's no way to escape to kind of contain the smoke in one space, and it's hard to do that shit anyways. But like there's it's literally an open concept around this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So like besides the doors on the rooms upstairs, everything is kind of open downstairs. It's there would open. be and that shit would nowhere. Just yeah, it would just man, clues. what it would be? It would smell like the gassiest of the gas up in this motherfucker at all times, and like that's unnecessary. So like. Since there's no escape, I'm cool with going outside, but that's that's a part of like the home searching shit, fam. Like a nigga's gotta have somewhere to like comfortably smoke. Like me, I think I'd prefer like a balcony off of the bedroom. But I'm cool mm, with a little outdoor a balcony situation. Balcony off as the well. bedroom is fire. Like balcony I, off the bedroom I don't is where it's think at. I've ever had that. I need I don't a balcony think I've ever had it bedroom. either, but I've but I've seen it though, and I since I've seen it and I know it exists, I want it. So mm. that's what I'm going for. And, like I said, the outside out. situation gotta be tight. Shout out to all the porn scenes that feature a balcony off the bedroom too. That's like, right. It's not something I like purposefully seek out, but anytime I come across it, I'm like, and I, that's a dope scene. That's on the balcony. I'm, I like. That. I'm trying. I'm trying to get into some of that too. I won't lie. I will not. Bro, lie. bro balcony off the bedroom would be fire. <laughs> might have to do some some of that full moon midnight sex. You never know. Yeah, but you got to make sure that your shit ain't like facing the parking lot of the whole like. Right, I mean, of course, yeah, yeah. You can't be yeah. reckless with the shit, but like if it's if it's right, like and I can do like, so almighty. The woods behind your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 can't can't uh, can't risk the neighbor seeing my wife's titties for sure. <laughs> <laughs> or if you into that, not your wife's particular titties. Right, right. You're right. into showing your wife's titties, then have a ball. But a balcony off the bedroom would definitely be dope. I'm trying to think if we have time to talk about about one more thing. I think we do because I don't think there's gonna be more. I'm mad because I went in my phone and my favorite streaming service to try to listen to uh what was it the Above the Rim soundtrack? And it's always been there. Mm-hmm. And now it's not there. And then I tried to like listen to like Snoop Dogg's second album, The Dog Father, and that mm-hmm. wasn't there. And then that got me to looking. Well, I always listen to Doggy Style. Like I listen to Doggy Style like every three weeks. 
And that wasn't uh-huh. good. And death row. <laughs> Snoop's doing this whole like death row rerouting, trying to yeah. start a bit. And I know we talk about how much we love Snoop and we love the fact that Snoop's got a million jobs, just like how we love that Shaq has a million jobs. But at what point does the support like, okay, this is too far, Snoop. Like, I don't support this. Like, whatever uh, it is you're trying to do that results in doggy, st- doggy style not being in my phone, I don't support you now. I think as music fans, and this is like for everybody who's a music fan, I think, um, and I don't, again, I don't know how to articulate this the right way all the way for real, for real yet too, but I think, I think we have to start looking at music we have to get out of the old way of looking at music. You know how we used to look at music like, yo, a motherfucker like put the work into this song. They love this song. They, you know what I'm saying? They really like wanted to make sure they put out the best. That Those days are over, fam. <laughs> music and people, the, the music that people are making, why they're making the music and the music that they're putting out, not for, particularly for some of your favorite artists and like even in this situation, are business decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like even the, the not to bring that around, but the Drake shit, like that was a business decision so whatever snoop dogg is doing with death row now is a business decision like does he know it affects the people who love listening to doggy style yeah but so what like y'all y'all feelings how y'all feel about listening to that ain't getting me no money off of that so if i gotta remove it from here and go talk to these people and do whatever i need to do like it'll be back like it ain't going forever but i think i and and not for nothing like we we see all these artists doing shit with their old catalogs fam like this is i think this is the time we got to look out for what's coming next because people I think people want to go back to offering something physical because of how things are valued these days. So like we know how vinyl went, like it would, it would not shock me if niggas went back to like, I think niggas would be genius for getting off an album, uh, essentially getting off an album without a CD. If you can, if you, if somebody can figure that shit out, if you can figure out how to get somebody to go buy a physical piece of something that doesn't have the actual CD in it, but represents your album, that's not, you know what I'm saying? It, it's similar to an NFT, but that we had that conversation. That was our issue with NFTs. It's not tangible. Like I need are we to be talking about to like, are we talking about like if he resold doggy style and it came in like a CD case, but you rip the plastic off and you open it up and there's a QR code that you got to scan. And that's one voucher for doggy style on your phone. And there's not an actual CD in it, but now it's in your phone but you went and bought the physical copy basically. And you have a physical copy that has whatever artwork I wanted to represent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, it, and it has more of, it, it offers, it offers you more attachment to the music. You can't just download it off your phone. When it's just in your phone. You see what I'm saying? And like, it took to me a long time ago and, and, and I, I've never, and again, because it's all business decisions, but like, why in the world would Drake not start his own app where he could give you all of his music and just charge everybody $2 a month? I'm paying the $2, fam. Or I'm paying pay. the $5 for Let's the VIP. No ad. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's not, I'm paying that shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, I know it can get, but like not, not for nothing. That's how you get back to, um, that's how you, I don't want to call it exclusivizer, but this is where you kind of go back to an older hip hop model of the, 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 the influx and the quantity of music that we, you can't keep up. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine if somebody had a way of slowing all of this down to where the music mattered again. Because right now, the music almost doesn't matter. You know, evidenced by how quick we talk about projects and how fast they come and how fast they go. Like, it's only oh. of them that stick to your ribs. So just imagine now if you had to go back to spending that $4.99, get it. Get, I mean, or not, even if it's coming in the mail, like you got to wait, you know, or just some type of 
it, it got it got to be something like, hey, look, you can buy this, but like, we'll email you the the download links you have in your phone. But like, then you're going to get this physical piece that maybe we only did print up a hundred. You know what I'm saying? But they have to come back with some type of physical, like something that makes it tangible and something for people to attach themselves to. Because again, like. 10 fucking albums came out last week. Nobody can name all 10 of them off the top of their head because you haven't even had time problem. to listen to 10 albums in a week. So like some, something's got to give. And that, that's just my, I'm not saying that that's what's happening. But again, like people, people are making so many moves with their catalogs and their music and shit. Like why, why are, why is everybody doing this? And like, what's going to be the play? So like niggas got to be on the lookout for what's coming next. Yeah. Something is coming next. And I, I guess I can, I guess I can ease up off Snoop D-O-Double-G. I, just <laughs> I mean, I know, pump, pump, I know it hurt your heart. Gym, that's all. Yeah, I know it hurt your heart, but like niggas, and because like particularly like the artists that we love the most, they are incapable of producing the music at that level that they used to be. You know what yeah. we love them for? Yeah. They're incapable of doing that. And why? And if and if I'm able, like for like say for a Snoop Dogg, he's still out here doing whatever the fuck he doing. But you got people like Daz and Corrupt who we never hear about who might benefit off of whatever Snoop is doing, and we know and Snoop with that. moves that way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if like that means Daz gets his proper due off all eyes on me in the production. If that mean quick. By the way, his- any of y'all young niggas listening to this that know all eyes on me and appreciate all all eyes on me, but thinks Doctor Day, Doctor Day, Doctor mm-hmm. Dre produced that album. Go back and look at the credits for each individual song. I know it says Daz executive Dillinger. produced by Dr. Dre, but Daz and Quick did that album, and they need they just do for all eyes on me. That's all. And I'm that's saying. that's what I was gonna say too. Like DJ Quick, you know what I'm saying? If that's the way for DJ Quick to get his off, like that, that's how it gotta happen. And again, if you niggas who ain't buying music no more <laughs> these days don't get to listen to it for three months, so be it. Like. Be, but it would, it would it, it, again. Be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me again because I just the experience. Like if they can bring the experience back in some shape, form, or fashion, because like it, it, it gets overwhelming, and you can forget about it just as quick with the music being in your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I get the Friday at like 4 p.m. and I'd be like, oh shit, I ain't even look. You know what I'm saying? Just because mm-hmm. it's not at and the top of my head no too. more. Versus yeah, versus when you knew you had to make that stop at media play on Tuesday. Like, you yeah. knew you didn't have a choice. Like, I don't know what come out today, but I'm going to browse. Like, this past weekend, you had to hit me up like, dog, bro, is it just me or did Tony Yayo go crazy on this Lloyd Banks? Snap. And I was like, fuck, Lloyd Banks did drop this week. And I Bam. liked Lloyd Banks. And See I was like, fuck, I can't believe I forgot Lloyd Banks dropped. And I went and listened to the project. And it was decent. I told you it was It made me want to listen to old Lloyd Banks. And then I listened mm-hmm. to the G-Unit first album. And I got mm-hmm. the whole G-Unit pump. Yeah. But you're right, though. Like, you're absolutely right, which... Brings me to like my last quick question, and you can answer this real quick, and we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, Lloyd Banks or Benny the Butcher? Who you got? Like from that song, or like period? Period. Period. Shit, you want me to answer this quick? Yeah, we gotta get out of here, bro. We we, <sighs> we pass. We in overtime. Lloyd Banks or Benny the Butcher? Who you taking? Like for what? Like I feel I hate that whatever you want them for. Questions. Yeah, either or. It's a either or. Banks or Benny. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, I, I can't decide. What, what does Nori say? Do we got to take a shot? Like, I don't know if I can decide this one right now. If I... right, we'll, we'll think about it. Maybe we'll talk about it in our own private time. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate y'all checking us out. And uh, if you know who both of those guys are, answer it amongst yourselves. Benny the Butcher or Lloyd Banks. I'm going Banks. I like Benny, but 
Benny don't got them songs that I'm, stick like Lloyd. Lloyd I'm Banks got I'm, some stick. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Banks for that same reason too because even when I I heard he uh, Benny on some I heard Benny on something else the other day and I think somebody else said like he he has to start separating himself. He's not separating it's time. himself. He's, he, just, he give, he's just giving us sixteens and nah, fam, you got to start giving them to us, Paul. Mm-hmm. It's time for him to make an album where it's like okay, this is different. But uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us, man, each and every week. Uh, like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And uh, if your wife prints you up a shirt that says Sigma Gentleman, thank her nicely, lift it up, and put it at the back of your computer. I, I agree. I, don't, I, I wouldn't want to be a Sigma Gen. Um, but it's your boy, West No T, um, and all the other shit y'all know me for. Um, y'all already know number one rule around this motherfucker is tell a friend to tell a friend, not only about the podcast, but that in real life, Lizards do camouflage. I don't want anybody to be surprised <laughs> it's not by just that. Cartoons. If you, yeah, it's not just made up. It's real science. They really do blend into whatever the fuck they like into. Um, and then rule number two: mind your motherfucking business. I was legit shocked that it was doing it too. Like it hadn't even registered that that's something that they do. I was like, why the fuck is he the same color as my carpet? We'll catch y'all next week. You have officially been dead.